0: Welcome to the first VITE podcast of 2022, and happy Women in Construction Week. First off, I am Kelly Hansen. I'm the new VP of Human Resources here at VITE, and I'm entering my third month, um, so you can consider me a newbie. In my brand new role here at VITE, I've learned many things, but what really resonates with me is the passion, commitment, and dedication of each and every one of our employees that I've had the opportunity to meet and the desire to always do the right thing. So it's an honor and pleasure to be here and be surrounded by um, a table today of of some amazing talent. Here at Vite, we have a lot of fun things going on for Women in Construction Week. And for me, it's my first time ever participating in Women in Construction. We kicked off the week with sponsoring an NAWIC speed mentoring session at Dunwoody College and are three days into lots of other exciting events. Make sure to check out our social media channels for a full list of everything that's going on at Vite. The purpose of this podcast is connect, to connect with a variety of amazing, motivated VITE employees, both women and men, working in the construction industry and within our numerous service groups. We hope to gain a further understanding and perspective of what it means to be a woman in this industry and hear from one of our male leaders, who is also the most entertaining that I've met, on um, all the different job possibilities here at VITE. Today I have in the room with me Nikki Schwendeman, Delaney Gorky, and Andy Aronson. With this, I'd like to open it up for some introductions so you guys can get to know each one of our guests better. Nikki, let's start with you.
1: Hi, I'm Nikki Schwendeman. I am the Metro Sales Rep for the VDS Roll-Off. Uh, I've been here a little over three years. Um, started off not knowing anything about this industry whatsoever, so nothing about trash or I just, you know, you put it in the receptacle and somebody takes it away. And that was kind of my my thinking when I started. But boy, was I wrong. (laughs) There's a lot more that goes into it that most people would ever even think. And in the last three years, I have not only, I don't want to say I've grown as a person, but grown to know this industry and kind of take it head on. Um, And I love what I do and I don't want to go anywhere.
0: So, how would you end up here at Vite and Vite Disposal?
1: So, so, uh, previously I worked for a rental equipment company and I was not seeking employment at at all. And my current boss, Chris Galmet, seeks me out on his favorite platform, which is LinkedIn, and then just decided to take the jump and then started working a few months later. So, it wasn't that I was seeking an opportunity, it was kind of just presented. And now, from where I started to where I am now, or opening another store and just moving in the right direction so it's just some things are the the best things that happen to you in life are the things that you aren't seeking that's exactly
0: how I ended up here as well but I also heard that I should recruit Chris to come work in HR to help us find more great talent
1: (laughs) Chris will find you anybody (laughs) and even if those people aren't looking he'll get them away to like be like no you should probably switch (laughs) you hear that Andy I did
0: Well, what have you enjoyed most at your time in the last three years? What do you cherish the most?
1: Honestly, just, um, so backstory, I, when I worked at a catering company, I actually catered a couple of Vaughn's Christmas or uh, company parties. I didn't know who Vaughn was or what he was or what the company was, but coming from a very corporate setting with the rental equipment company to here, I have a voice, like I can go to Chris, I can go to Tracy, I can go to all these people and say, hey, what about this? What about this? Can we try this? Like, have we tried this? So just having like really a voice instead of just being a number is really kind of what sets Bite apart from anybody, any other company that I've ever worked for. And I'm not just saying that to say it, it's truly just a feeling that, you know, you always have bad days when you come to work. But most days are just like, eh, I can get through these little bad hiccups or whatever. It's not like, go to work today because <laughs> we've all had those jobs so it's just the, the the people are really what makes it to the point where it makes you excited to come to work and see all the things that Vite is doing and all the things that we do as a as a corporation that I had no idea that we did when I started like we do underwater welding say what so well, that's just it seems like the opportunities are endless correct so if you don't like what you're doing you can
0: could go go work for Andy, <laughs> you <can> work in, <laughs> work for Andy. yeah you come in the foundation side <laughs> How about you, Delaney? If you want to let, it, let us know a little bit about you and your background.
2: Hi, I'm Delaney. I've been working for VITE for around four years now uh, in the utilities division. I started out in earthworks, which means um, I travel around from different job sites, and a lot of times we're grading out um, big scapes for maybe buildings or parking lots or different things like that. Um, now that I've transferred divisions, um, a lot of times I'm, you know, raising iron or making manholes, uh, many different things. So, yeah, it's, it's always interesting.
0: What did you do d- before joining VITE?
2: Uh, I went to college for a couple of years. Um, I didn't find exactly what I was looking for, and I um, decided to just try some different things out. So um, one of the jobs I enjoyed doing before this was cooking. Uh, I think I'm really attracted to hands-on activities or things that I can build myself, makes myself, it's intrinsically valued, right? Like you, you make something, you're proud of it, it's nice. So I think that's really apparent in this industry.
0: That's awesome. How about what's your favorite dish you've ever made? Ooh, um,
2: I, I worked for a Middle Eastern restaurant and they had this amazing dessert, kanafa which is a type of shredded dough, cheese,
0: and syrup dessert. Delicious. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yes. So when when are you going to bring that in for all of us? <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's what you, me day.
0: What's probably your favorite project you worked on, worked on in your four years here at Vite?
2: Mm, I I really enjoyed the CP Rail job. Uh, it was just a different type of job that I'm normally used to, uh, and it was it was cool because I was able to go in before demo had got to its hands on it, and um, yeah, the there was an old turntable there, and it was just really, really neat, uh, fun job site to be on and see, and then make new, make fresh.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Now on to Andy. We're going to keep him short for those that know Andy well, but Andy, tell us a little bit about you, your background, and what you've done here at Vite.
3: I got to Vite, actually there was, I had a relative that worked here that introduced me to Vite back before TCF Stadium started, Um, so I I came on from Lunda, I worked with Lunda for a couple years, and then there was a slowdown in the economy, and I was able to get on with Vite right before the TCF Stadium kicked off, and I started with the concrete group, Um, and then with the oil boom growth and everything like that, just kept just kept busy, I guess, and growing and growing with the group. Um, you had asked a question about projects that I remember. Uh, yesterday, um, Kelly took me to a career fair for the first time. And it was, I gotta be honest, it was a little tough in the beginning um, to talk about yourself or, or what you've done or a company.
0: It wasn't tough for you, Andy. Well, <laughs>
3: I, thank you, but I've got my moments. But the truth is... As the night went on, you started remembering jobs you've done and, and what you got to be a part of and how you've got to make history. Like you commented on the turntable at the CP, you know, we've been pretty lucky. We've got to, we, we did the foundation work for the Viking Stadium. When you tell the kids yesterday that we've worked on the Viking Stadium and when you're in there cheering and having a great time at the game, whether it's a good day, game or a bad game, we, we helped build the foundation of that stadium. Um, TCF Stadium for the gophers we were a part of that uh the the historical boardwalk in duluth and and the shore repairs and the irving ship up there in duluth and all these great places that, at the time you're thinking my god we just gotta get done we gotta get out of here hopefully nobody gets hurt and we have a good day but when you look back you can take your kids my kids mock me i have two daughters that mock the heck out of me every time we go through the cities. like Dad, did you do this? Dad, were you a part of that? Dad, there's another wall. Did you say you built that wall? And I'm like, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Please leave me alone now. <laughs> so I've created that. And, and for a while, it makes you proud. And then for a while, it's like, man, I guess I didn't do as much as I thought I did in my <laughs> career. But, but it's fun. It's fun to be able to go show people what you do, to put your hands on something and to leave something for the future. And I think it's a great way to encourage young people if they can see it. If they can touch it, they can see it look at it, whatever this is, that it, you, you can find that spark in people and the people that want to do this work, if they can see it. They just have to be a part of that. And I think that makes it uh, a big difference.
0: That's a big part of the story of fight, right? I mean, I, as as the newbie here and understanding the history. And then you look at the impact it's had on the communities we all live and reside in, it's substantial. And I can tell you as a newbie coming in, I, my dad was a 49ers and worked on one of our projects, but that's about all I knew about VITE um, other than some of the friends that we knew that worked here. And now you look at the stories that um, yesterday, Andy and Nick were sharing with me over, over the history of, of VITE and proje- projects they've been involved in. I mean, we all have a piece of history and that's quite incredible. How about when we look at um, your roles here at VITE, um, why don't you think about what's the biggest benefit or perk that you have as being an employee of VITE um, that maybe people don't realize or think of, You know, what's, what's important to you that when you say, I work at VITE, you wouldn't believe that I have this as part of my job. Why don't we start with you Delaney this time?
2: Um, I think camaraderie is special here, I guess. Um, I like to come into work and know I'm, whatever job site I'm at um, and know like, the guys I'm working with and have that banter or be able to really um, know about their lives, about you know, how their kids are doing and what they're planning and where they're going for vacation. It feels like, yeah, really good to be able to do that and then um, be on a project where you're all working together for the same goal. I think that's
0: pretty darn unique here, and in my short time, you know, I think maybe I'm at eight weeks, started January 3rd, so pretty darn close. I feel more connected to people here than I have at a lot of places that I've been at um, because of everybody's willingness to to come alongside and help and support. Um, That is a very unique gift.
2: I think um, I've noticed that people really do care about, you know, your life and what's going on with you, and they remember, and in turn, you remember what's going on with them and their life. And yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. That is awesome. How about you, Nikki? How about
0: for you?
1: Um, I guess I'm going to tailspin and say almost kind of the same thing, just coming into work. And honestly, it's it's some of the, the banter that you can, you get to know somebody and you can, you know, I don't want to say poke fun at anybody, but just, you know, have that different level of a relationship that, you know, it's not so corporate that you have to totally just, you know, walk by somebody's office. You can, you know, give them a wave, give them a shout, give them whatever, and then, you know, they're going to ask you how you're doing even. You know, I say, like, we're, we're I work out of the truck shop, so we're I, I call it Never Neverland, so nobody really ever goes over there with intentions. If they're coming over here, it's for a meeting, so it's like, I don't know who you are, but I'm this person, you know, so just the the willingness from other people just to just at least know your face. You may not know nothing about me, but at least know my face and know that I work across there, and if you need a dumpster, I will help you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Awesome. How about you, Andy? You're, you've been here the longest of our group. Um, what do you see as being one of the biggest perks of being at Vite?
3: One of the biggest things for me at Vite has been the growth. I mean, to, when I came here, we were just, a matter of fact, two of us, three of us were talking about that yesterday, what our employee numbers were and how, how, how many people that you've got to interact with and, and the growth and the skill set that they've, Either brought and retired, or they've taught you something. And while it's fun to work with the Wisconsin guys, I got to admit the whole Green Bay thing <laughs> gets a little old. <clears throat> you don't have to keep bragging; we know. <laughs> but ultimately, yeah, the, the growth between, uh, as I said before, uh, being in the oil field, having the camaraderie of the people, the the late days, the nights that we worked. Um, being on the road with people, it's a it's a different it's a di- different atmosphere and how you you get to learn more about people. It's a little more personable. It's not it's not I'm here from seven to four, seven to five, and I'm in and out. You get to you get to hear about the kids. You get to see pictures. You get to see them grow up. You get to hear about the sports and, and the people that I worked with back then uh, in those days. Their kids are now from infants to um, soccer, or wrestling, or football, or they're working on already. They're already going to state and stuff like that. So it's pretty, it's been pretty cool to see them grow up and stuff like that. So I think it's something that in this industry, it's, it's a tough industry. It's, it can be very hard on your family, and it can pull from you a lot. But I think by having that team together, it, it helps balance you. And if you're, you're in it, to win it, you're, you're in it for the balance. And I think you can get that here. I really do. Um, I did work for some other companies. And there isn't a balance. It's you're here or you're gone. You're a number. I don't think I've ever, ever in the 16 years I've been here, ever been referred to as a number or replaceable or an item. It's always been you're a person that we want here to help us to get the job done. You're a person.
0: How about... (laughs) Going off of that, Andy, and um, for those that I haven't met yet, I do have a family. So I have have three kids at home, and I hear from employees all the time of the importance of balance, right? And when you look at our industry, it is tough. You're on the road. Um, Some of our employees for weeks on end, um, depending on the projects, you obviously have have done it well. Suggestions or tips to those um, that are listening in today and, and what has really worked or maybe not worked for you?
3: It's honestly, it's, it's having a team, and it's having, it's having a team. So um, I used to live 75 miles away from Rogers. I used to drive that every day both ways. I never stayed in a hotel. Uh, my children were younger unless I was technically out of town. Um, and you rely on your neighborhood. You rely on community. Uh, we had some retire, retirees that lived next to us. They were kind of like grandparents for my children that helped uh, my wife out. Um, and when we moved, we moved to Buffalo about four years ago. And Buffalo is a great community for us. Uh, it's, it's great school districts, everything like that for our children. Great opportunities have been given to them. Yeah, you kind of lost some of that. We lost that small-town feeling for me. Um, because I, the town that I was living in was 2,000 people. So, But the nice thing is that I have a little more flexibility now in my job, and I can be there to help my family out a little more um, and get there or get, drop the kids off at school because our school never closes for a cold day. <laughs> so it's been nice to help out that way. It's been, it's been a challenge um, for my wife through those years, and I, and I want to say to all those people that do work, in or at VITE or in the foundation group or any other group that do travel. I don't think your wives or your spouses are thanked enough for the support that you give. And so I want to thank everyone's wife or, or husband or whoever stays at home or stays locally. Because we do, have, we do have a lot of women that work in the foundation group that have traveled and continue to travel for us. And I know that takes a toll on their family. So thank you.
0: Oh. Thank you, Andy, and that's, I think, as we look at the industry we're in and and looking at women in construction, I think it's important that we resonate with those that are at home because they're also supporting us in the industry we're in as well. So I think that's a good call out to to make sure we are thinking our support systems, whatever that might be, that's allowing us to be successful in what we're doing here at Vite. So as we look at women in construction and the focus on the construction industry in particular and really advancing women in the industry – um, and really f- embracing the opportunities that exist um, for women to pursue is just incredible. So as you guys think about that, what advice would you give to, you know, one of our new employees, um, female employees that are looking to continue to grow in construction as a career choice, new advice, what sort of advice would you give them for the, you know, and sometimes tough road um, that's in front of them to continue to grow and advance their career?
2: I would say uh – be be very honest, not only with um, the people you work with, but with yourself, um, what your needs are. Uh, if you're trying to be like, oh, I can tough it out, I can do it, um, you're you're going to wear yourself out or you're not going to meet your own needs. And uh, I think there's a lot of good people here willing to work with you and they want the best for you. So, um, And you want to be able to make this a uh, long-term career because it has the potential to do that it's not just a pickup job it's it really is a career type job so if you're honest with your needs and um, express that i think there's a lot of people willing to help you out or see how that can work within the company
0: how about you nikki coming new into i mean obviously you probably never thought you were going to land um where you did how have you learned the industry and and
1: got connected Just being open and like Delaney said, like just asking for help. Leave your ego at the door and if you don't know what to do and a person that you're seeking that help from should act as like a mentor. Like, no, I want to teach that person so that you can kind of be like, oh, I helped her along her way and now she's helping, you know, somebody else in the field. So really just leaning on each other for that that support and then to, I mean, ultimately, like Andy said, to grow our business and the more people that, you know, want to come work here that don't know anything about us step your foot in one thing and if you don't like it in six months there's other things to to try and just have an open mind I guess is really what I'm trying to say in a roundabout way yeah no thank you
3: I think that's huge I really do I think but the the biggest thing that I think you pointed is ask there's so many people and there's so many different skill sets in this company that if you don't ask and it could be from we've got talented mechanics to 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 HR people, to any way, any shape or form, there's somebody here that can help you. It may not be the person that's next to you, but there is somebody here that can help. And I think that's sometimes gets a little lost that you can ask, and, and you should ask. And it might not always be the answer you want to hear, but it will. Yeah. <laughs> it might not be. But, it, but you'll understand why if you have a good teacher. And I think that there is a lot of great teachers here, we just have to make sure that they're heard; otherwise, they won't teach.
0: And that's probably one of the things I've coached on over the years: is the importance of not being afraid to ask the question and not being fearful of being judged for asking. Um, and that's it—to create that comfort of you can ask anything to anybody at any time, and we're here to help you—is so important. And I and I can tell you in my short time here at Vite that has been. Um, over and over again, any question I've had to ask or or leaders saying I want to be asked, approach me. Um, I want to come alongside and help. So I always feel comfortable that there is no wrong question. There's no um, you know wrong way to reach out for help. You're not going to be not going to be judged. It's we're all here to come alongside and help people grow in their careers, which is instrumental to all of us as we continue to grow. How about how do we how do we encourage young women? girls to pursue the construction industry. We just had two job fair events um, where um, not as many females um, came up to the booths, right, um, from local schools. What are some things that you guys can think of, you know, back maybe when you were school age, um, what could we be doing differently to attract um, more women to the trades and in particular to Vite?
1: Well, I think for me, I when I was in high school, um, I wanted to be an auto body tech. And I did that when I was in high school. So I took all, everyone do call them the guy classes, but I took shop and did all that stuff because it was just more of what I was interested in. And then I decided to go to college for interior design. So I took like a whole 180 <laughs> and now I work in construction. So I think what you think you may want to do versus what, are ending up in doing can change along the way and knowing that it's okay to flip-flop really if that's really what you want to call it um, as long as you're happy doing what you're doing but for me it was I don't want to say like trying before you buy like oh there's that piece of equipment that looks intimidating I would never do that but getting maybe people like to instead of doing job fairs be like well come visit us at a job site put on your PPE have Delaney show you how to drive it? Was that something that interests you? So it's like you're, you're seeing it before you get too involved in it. And I think sometimes it's an intimidation factor, too, in construction because it is, I don't want to say particularly male-dominated. It is. It has been. It probably will be until people get out there and really just say, well, I want to do this. I want to try. You know? So, I mean, it doesn't matter your color, your sex, whatever it is. You got two hands and a feet. You can You can move some levers. You can do stuff. You just got to try and be open-minded. And if you fail, guess what? you fail, move on to something else. Yeah.
2: I agree. And I also think that there's a lot of um, areas in this industry where you're not necessarily doing what you would think like the stereotypical construction worker is doing. Um, And if you think, oh, that'd be too hard for me. I'm not able to do those like big manly type things. I mean, (laughs) like there's a spot for you. Like I'm small. I'm not that big. <laughs> I can do it. Like, Great. yeah. So I think, um, yeah. And everybody wants you to be safe. So, uh, it's, it's not that, you know, you really have to risk a whole lot, even if you try it out. Um, yeah. And then I, I, w- I would say for me, um, if I was, I, I didn't think this would be the job or industry that I would land in at all. Um, But I think a big part of that was, I didn't think I would be able to make a living out of it. I just, um, I didn't realize the full possibilities. Like I feel now that I can come to work and um, I know I make a decent living. I can
0: build a future off of it. Oh, that's a really good point. And that's, I mean, we had some of those conversations at the job fairs too, and really telling the story of what kind of life you can provide for yourself and, and your loved ones. Really, the opportunities to me are endless, regardless of what pathway you take within construction.
2: There's a lot of variable benefits that um, can apply to different people in different stages of their life with different needs. So, yeah, you can you can make it work for you in a lot of ways, and um, it's kind of set up so they, you succeed. Right? <laughs> you have you have you know your health taken care of and a lot of ways you have, you know, a decent salary, you have those options to be able to really expand. Um, Maybe you want to go back to college, maybe you want to do those things, like, you can do that. So, yeah. Awesome.
0: This has been a wonderful opportunity for me for my first podcast for Vite. I can't, um, I couldn't have asked for a better group to um, spend my time with and getting to know more about each one of you individually and, and your experiences here at Vite. Um, so I think first, you know, a special thank you for your participation in today's podcast and really broadcasting to the Vite family about women in construction and, and the things that we can do more of to really continue to drive interest in the great work that we do across the Vite Enterprise. And it, it is no secret, as Nikki shared in, in her commentary, that construction has been and, and probably will continue to be male-dominated, but there's a place for everybody um, at VITE. And as I talked to the different leaders um, across VITE, there is no lack of opportunities. And and really it is. What I heard over and over again today, it kept playing in my head as you guys were all talking, is the opportunities are endless at VITE. Regardless of where you start from or where you want to go, that path of possibilities exist, whether you've never been in construction or, you know, from a, a true background to um, being, not being part of the union, to being part of the union, to never having run one of our pieces of equipment, to doing so. Really, the, the opportunities exist no matter where you want to take your career at Vite, um, and we're really excited to be part of that. If you look at the Bureau of Labor Statistics, um, right now, 10.9% of um, people within the construction industry are women. So that number is growing um, for where it has been, I can tell you, from when I started my HR career 25 years ago. So when you think about that, one in every 10 um, is a woman in construction, on a job site, in a work environment like this, bidding jobs, um, regardless of what that might look like. So think about that and think about how we can bring more women into our industry when you're out and about, whether it's um, somebody that was in interior design, right, or Or maybe they are in an admin role today, but not understanding what those possibilities are. If you have great customer service and somebody really is passionate about what they're doing, suggest to them the careers that exist within construction, because I know Andy and many of our other leaders would love to have more join them and join their teams. So for those listening in, we thank you so much for participating in our first um, podcast of 2022, my first podcast at Vite. We hope you all have a wonderful Women in Construction week, and thank you so much. Thank you. you.